Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Let's get to boxing now. And uh, as I mentioned, let's remember Pindil Slow Poison Kaika with Reverend Ngaba Zaza. There was a time when Port Elizabeth and this London had a great, great, great competition in the ring. And even this adage that one is the maker of boxing, say Port Elizabeth or Port Elizabeth or Mdanzane or East London is a maker of boxing. It was to be a used, um, 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 a great competition between the two cities or the two regions uh, in, in the Eastern Cape. And Pindile was there. He fought, I think, about eight or nine people from that area of Port Elizabeth in competition, of East London in competition. But again, he also trained and in East London in, in some of his fights and even opened a gym there in East London, to train the youngsters. There are names I would have mentioned if I had time mm. at Tubbs. You know, people, Pindile has fought in East London, and great people, great fighters. Sexy Ngaimbana. Sexy Ngaimbana is one of them. He lost his first fight against Sexy Ngaimbana, for instance. And a few weeks later, he went to East London to open a gym. Mm. And he trained in East London. In NU6, I remember, you know, he had a gym there, and, and young boys went to train into, in, in that gym. I found myself in that gym at some point with Yane <laughs> Pugu and his younger brother to do Mtomele Mshope, whom Pindele fought later in his life, which was his last fight, and Kolane Sukhunu, and very many others. You know, we were young, and he trained us. In 1983, that was the period he was in East London to have his gym. He fought the likes of Andile Joabi, Tito Dusty, Lem, Kolisim Pama, Darukolo, Smallboy Zekana, Monde, Chaj, Mpulampula, Temba, Gaula, Cosmo, Benvela, Flozzi, Ku. He fought the likes of Ruben Mateu mm. in that area. You know, he used to fight against them and compete, you know, against those guys. He beat some, he lost to some. But the greatest thing that I'd like us to remember is that in, in, in 1983, he was the first guy from this Nelson Mandela Bay to fight and win a supreme title. You remember that, you know, before there was a non-white uh, champion and a non-white champion, you know, because of apartheid. But in 1977, Mkosa uh, fought against many Dapaiva to, to fight for the Supreme Title on the night Yedzi Maritwane beat uh, Freddy Rast. And uh, for the first time, there was now one Supreme Champion. And Pindile challenged, uh, I think, Matebula yes. for the flyweight title in 1979. In Mdantani. In Mdantani. He lost that fight. No, no, no. The fight was in um, in Port Elizabeth. Oh. Uh, showgrounds. Mm. Showgrounds. Yes. He lost that fight. That was in 1977 as a flyweight. But when he came back as a bantamweight now, he beat um, Joseph Ngubane from KwaZulu-Natal. He used to be called Usutu in Guavoma. He beat a lot of guys from uh, East London, but Pindile Kaika beat him fair and square, and he won the South African title, which he later lost to Sipas Kosana the following year. Mm-hmm. So during those times, you know, we learned a lot from him. And again, we can remember Pindile Kaika for having stood at a time when it was turbulent in the country. Mm. You know, when when the country was divided and we used to live through riots and everything, then he taught us, you know, that boxing is something that you can do and live with 
for a better life. We, we learned a lot from him. I mean, young people at the time, they joined boxing because it was becoming real that now you can become a South African champion. Those days, what guys on television was a huge thing. If you saw a fight, and I mean, we used to cut their, their pictures from, from Boxing World and newspapers and do our own albums because we were inspired by what they were doing. So Upindile would be remembered as somebody who played a huge role in terms of inspiring young people to take up boxing and leave other things like crime and, you know, being naughty and, and, and live, you know, a bad life. He also played a role in terms of assisting other boxing veterans in instilling boxing again to the young people. He was there as a, as a trainer of, of, of young boys that were, were, were into boxing. He also took part in promotion. You know, I was inspired the other year where I saw Kepler Vessel, you know, the former protein skipper, uh, promoting boxing. And he was not long into the game, but I just heard that he was working with uh, Pindle Kaika in that promotion. So I'm excited of the guy that he was and the role that he played in the development of boxing in the area. This is a time when we are losing great men, you know, who have been involved. Great men and women, I must add, that were involved in boxing. And this is a time where we need to teach young people the, the, the ropes, you know, just for them to know the discipline of boxing, the art of the game, and, and, and how to win fights without, you know, brawling and things. This is the, what we're going to talk about, uh, about Pindle. And as I said, to tell his family that we are with them, just we're giving them, you know, moral support that they are not alone. And finally, Reverend, you did mention that he was shot. I mean, it's a very tragic way to lose someone. How has the sure. reaction been in the boxing community and by to how he, was, he lost his life? People are talking about it to saying we are a bad city, that we can, you know, celebrate our heroes like the way he died. Pindile was a very humble man. He was a very quiet man. He was not drinking. Call him a teetotaller, that's Pindile to you. Uh, we, we do not know what happened, really. We really, really do not know. But we are saddened by the way in which we lost him. And, you know, the city is sad. The, the city is very, very sad, I must say. So that was the, the Reverend Ngabadlala then just helping us remember Pindela Slopo is in a kaika there and there's a wonderful memory is uh, the Reverend Ngabadlala uh, remembering all those fights uh, from back in the day. And I remember, the reason I remember that he fought Peter Matebula is that uh, the late Peter Matebula actually mentioned him when we had him on the show before he passed away. They actually had two fights. They had one in Mdansane and they had one at the showgrounds in PE as the Reverend had said. And Peter told us that he had won with one or both fights so um, we'll take his weight for it but uh, <laughs> well we took his weight for it at the time but even the reverend has confirmed that Peter Matera Matebula um, actually got the better of uh, low poison kaika so once again may his soul rest in peace there and i think we've done our bit just to try and, and highlight what he did in the ring and uh, the man that he was tragic way to lose your life um, to be shot and lose your life like that and uh, we actually need to follow it up and just find out, like, well, have the perpetrators been caught? Have they been arrested? Or what is the latest on this? So we'll probably have an update for you next week then. And, and Reverend Ladla, if you are listening, please give us an update on the funeral. I know that it was uh, postponed from last Friday. So if you do have an update for us, please give us an update. After the break, we're going to speak to Sanabo. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. 
Okay, let's catch up with Sanaba now. They're responsible for amateur boxing in the country. And we did uh, speak to uh, the interim board president sometime last year, just after they were put together, uh, just to find out what was top of their agenda. So we just thought we should just give them a call again and catch up to find out how much they've been able to do, especially in the midst of this pandemic and all other challenges. And the president of the interim board of Sanaba, Mr. Siable Lamkwalo, joins us now. Good evening, uh, President. Thank you very much again for being available to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, uh, Tabi. So good evening to SAFM listeners. Yes. And thank you for affording us this opportunity. Thank you, President. We spoke sometime last year, just after you were put together as the interim board. How are things looking a few months later? Tabi, so I would say it has been a bumpy road uh, for the Sanabo Fraternity uh, in delivering the projects that were outlined during our previous engagement with you on this platform. However, uh, we've managed to achieve a number of uh, milestones that uh, we have set for ourselves. Uh, If I may just make a highlight of the programs that we have delivered, we have managed to hold the special general meeting, which was initially uh, postponed in March uh, because of the lockdown regulations that were imposed by the national president. And that SGM was held on the 12th of September 2020, wherein our interim committee was rectified and there was an additional member uh, that was put in uh, in a position of the PRO, a lady from Mpumalanga by the name of Makosazana Shabango. We also held a constitutional review workshop uh, because uh, you'll recall that I indicated previously that uh, our constitution has some uh, loopholes that need to be closed. Mm. So we we held that session on the 23rd and 24th of October uh, in Gauteng. And uh, subsequent to that, we had to call another special general meeting, uh, Tabiso, uh, for us to adopt a an audited financial statement for the past two financial years, 2019, 2020, 2020, no, 2018, 19, and 2019, 20. Uh, you will recall that uh, I previously reported that the former executive that uh, resigned uh, could not uh, produce those statements as yes, well yes, as a narrative uh, annual reports. So we had to... Uh, executed that exercise and presented uh, to the council, uh, which was on the 28th of November. Uh, no, it was on the 27th of November. And then subsequent to the council, we, uh, I mean to the SGM, we held a council meeting on the 28th uh, of November. And then uh, I think it's important for me to indicate, uh, as per your preamble, uh, Tabi, so that on the 11th to the 14th of December, we held uh, trials for the World uh, Olympic uh, qualifications, an event that uh, was a success uh, held uh, in Dandi, KwaZulu uh, Natal. Those are the programs, Tabi, uh, so that I could uh, proudly uh, uh, highlight as one of our uh, major uh, projects that we have delivered thus far as the interim committee having started uh, in March uh, 2020. 
It does. Okay, it seems like you've covered a lot of ground here, interim uh, president. And let's let's talk about maybe some of, of, of what you've just said. Now, let's start with the financial statements because I was actually going to go there. I remember when you mentioned that your challenges with, with getting financial statement from the previous board. How did you manage to execute it then if there were no financial statements available or did, they, did you eventually find them? So it's important for me to share with the nation that uh, the road has been made uh, difficult uh, or bumpy by the previous uh, executive committee uh, who up to today are refusing to cooperate uh, with us. Uh, as we speak, they haven't uh, returned uh, the Sanabos assets as well as the records. So uh, uh, what we did, we had to go to the bank uh, that we are using uh, engage the bank and we discovered that the account uh, then was closed. So we had to facilitate uh, or resuscitate uh, the account and then that is how we managed to access uh, the bank statements and then uh, we then subjected those bank statements uh, to the to the auditors that were currently using, that were also uh, used by the organization during the previous uh, executive. And then we we had to also produce a a, a report for 2019-2020 uh, based on those uh, financial statements uh, in order for us to comply with the department. So that is how uh, we've managed to produce uh, detailed financial statements uh, as well as uh, the narrative report. But I must indicate, Tabiso, that the audited financial statement uh, for 2018 and 19, as well as its narrative report, uh, is a document that was produced by the previous committee. So we did not tamper with it. Uh, it's only the 2019 uh, financial audited financial statement that was produced by us, as well as its uh, narrative uh, report. And how were those statements looking, the ones that you were able to find through the bank? What did the auditors find? Uh, look, it was a disclaimer for both of them, uh, uh, Tabiso, and uh, we could not do anything. And, and the council uh, uh, reserved their uh, 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 comments around them because there was no one from the previous executive to account for all the malpractices uh, that were that were uh, done or executed by the previous uh, executive. So we had to accept them as, as they are and then uh, submit them to the department. Uh, and both have been submitted as they are uh, to the department because we could not do anything. So if the account was closed, uh, President, does it mean that there was no money when you took over as the interim board? Uh, absolutely. Uh, no, let me, let me correct myself. Uh, we, we were advised that uh, there was around 3,000, I think 3,600 uh, mm. uh, available in the account. Uh, when we took over and fortunately you will recall that we we we, we reported previously that uh DSEC, the department of sport arts and culture mm. uh, made a commitment to fund us with one million two hundred thousand yes. and we did receive that money and that is the money uh, that we have used to deliver the projects that have earlier uh, highlighted mm. and some of the assets that have been have not been returned what do they include uh, telling from the bank statements, uh, they include uh, office equipment in the form of uh, laptops, printers, uh, tablets, and also the boxing uh, equipment uh, uh, like
like the 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 computer scoring machine, uh, the boxing ring, uh, and and other uh, equipment that belonged to Sanabo as well as uh, the Sanabo penas. But what is critical for us are the records that we don't have at our disposal because as we speak, uh, we are required to produce. It's like we're starting everything from scratch, uh, Tabi. So because uh, for us to comply with certain uh, requirements, particularly from DSEC, we need to produce uh, documents like the strategic uh, plan documents, something that is supposed to be, to, be, to be available at our disposal, but we don't have it, and we, have, we, we, we are supposed to produce that. And there are other documents as well that we need, to, that we need from the previous executive in order for us to comply with DSEC as well as other stakeholders. So are there attempts being made or will there attempts will there be attempts made to try and recover some of these assets? At this stage, uh, we have returned to the previous executive uh, three letters uh, requesting them to make these uh, assets and records uh, available and advise us where to collect them because we even made an offer uh, to arrange a courier service uh, for us to to collect uh, whatever that you can collect, and also for them to uh, at least let us know uh, where uh, other items that cannot be collected, like a boxing ring probably, uh, are located. But up to uh, today, uh, they haven't responded to any uh, of those uh, uh, correspondences. And then we've escalated the matter to our mother board, the SASCOC, uh, seeking their intervention. And on the 12th of uh, August, uh, there was a conversation between uh, the COO of SASCOC as well as the former uh, Sanabo president, uh, Mr. Morfu, wherein he committed uh, to hand over the assets. And that has never uh, materialized uh, up until to date. And we're still struggling and we have returned again uh, to SASCOC to seek legal uh, advice. And also, I need to mention that we have reported to our council uh, this matter, and they've given us a directive that we need to report uh, the matter to police uh, for law to take its course. And just the last one on this, when it comes to the money, uh, President, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017, I was actually at a press conference where the then Sports Minister Fikile Mbalula um, injected 10 million rand into Sanabo. Does that fall under your scope to find out what happened with that money or how it was used or was it too far back for you? Uh, it, it is because, uh, remember, as a federation, we are using uh, a, a public purse. Uh, it's people's money, that to, it's taxpayers' money uh, that we are u- using. And therefore, it's important for us uh, as the new executive to make sure that whatever cent that has been spent during their era uh, is accounted for, including the 10 million that we are talking about. So I mean to say, uh, our, uh, I would use the word loosely, uh, investigation will include uh, the 10 million that you are referring to, because that is the largest amount our organization has ever received uh, in its uh, survivor. Yeah, and it was, it was a large check too that was uh, presented there for the photographers. I remember I was there um, at that event. And then you also mentioned the constitutional changes, President. Can you just take us through maybe what some of the key changes? Look, at this stage, uh, the process has been impacted by the, the international body uh, 
our international body recently adopted a new constitution uh, on the 12th of December. So we had to halt the process uh, to wait for that constitution uh, to be approved. And now that it has been approved, uh, we have circulated the IPA uh, constitution to our members for them to familiarize themselves with it uh, because we we ought to comply uh, with uh, its uh, uh, articles uh, in order for us to remain a member in good standing. So I mean to say I may not be in a position to highlight the submissions that were previously made uh, because uh, they, some of them uh, would have to be uh, updated in order to comply with the new uh, international body regulations. Okay, fair enough. And then the tournament in Dundee, um, the Olympic qualification tournament, when we spoke, there was still one more tournament left in the world qualifiers for boxers to take part. Was this tournament now, um, uh, was this tournament part of that road to the Olympic Games? Absolutely, uh, Tabiso. Uh, uh, when we took over the, uh, uh, the reins, we, we received a team of about six boxers, and we felt that uh, these boxers need to be uh, put to a test for us to test their uh, skills and, 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 and uh, their technical skills uh, in relation uh, to the, the world qualifiers. And then we created a, a platform uh, wherein we, we invited additional uh, boxers using a simple criteria uh, it, uh, we only invited gold medalists from the previous uh, championships uh, on the elite category, as well as silver, and also invite, extended an invitation to the same uh, medalist uh, from the youth that uh, qualifies in terms of age uh, to progress to, to the elite. And then during the competition, I would say uh, all eight provinces uh, attended the competition on the 11th to the 14th of December. Uh, it's only one uh, that indicated to us that they don't have boxers that are ready uh, for the competition. And out of that uh, competition, uh, Tabi, so we managed uh, to increase uh, the, the team uh, to form a squad of 15 boxers. And uh, out of these 15 boxers, there are six boxers coming from KZN, four boxers from Eastern Cape, three from Gauteng, and two from Western Cape. And we also appointed uh, three coaches, uh, one from uh, Gauteng, which is Mr. Breeds, uh, one from Eastern Cape, Mr. Mkibisa, as well as one from KZN, uh, Mr. Sajwayo. And that is uh, the technical team that is going to take care of this squad. And it's now up to them uh, to trim it uh, in the manner they feel it deems fit. Uh, and, and, and we hope that uh, the team is going to be ready uh, to go to the qualifiers. And the qualifiers are still uh, ongoing uh, in Paris. And uh, we hope that our team is going to be ready uh, for that platform. Okay, great stuff. Those are the qualifiers we spoke about last year. So, so how big a priority is getting a boxer to the Olympics this year? Or is the challenge, or are your challenges that uh, more on the administration side as the interim board of Sanabo? Look, the the qualifiers are our number one priority uh, at this stage, uh, Tabiso, because uh, from the 
calendar that we have recently uh, circulated to the provinces, you could tell that uh, we are going to have uh, training camps, a number of them, uh, for for this team, which uh, uh, gives you an indication that this t- uh, we are prioritizing this team. But at the same time, uh, I need to mention that we've made an arrangement, even though uh, it is not yet uh, confirmed. We are waiting for a confirmation from the High Performance Center based in Pretoria uh, for them to indicate uh, how and when uh, they will uh, be in a position to assist uh, our team uh, or our squad uh, with the medical, scientific, and and, and other uh, support services uh, that uh, our team uh, will require uh, in preparing for this important uh, gathering. And at the same time, uh, we are also uh, finalizing uh, arrangements uh, with another gym based uh, in Gauteng, uh, wherein uh, these boxers will also be getting uh, sparring and other technical uh, skills. So in a nutshell, uh, we are prioritizing this, uh, but uh, it's a balance between the two. We need to make sure that governance on the other side uh, is improving, whilst uh, we are also paying attention uh, to the team. But it's important uh, for me to indicate that as we have selected the technical staff uh, in the form of these three uh, coaches, these are the coaches that have been to a number of uh, major events, including Commonwealth as well as the Olympics, so they know what is expected from them, and they we 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 believe that they are going to deliver uh, uh, to to our expectations. And then finally, how long is your term as the interim board? And is one million enough for all the work you have to do, President? Uh, look, half a loaf is better than nothing, uh, 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 Tabiso. So we appreciate the support that you are receiving uh, from government, and uh, I, I, I think. I'll be failing on my duty if I don't uh, thank the Department of Arts and Culture uh, for the support that they are giving to us, as well as the support that we have received when we held the trials in KwaZulu-Natal from the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Sport and Recreation, as well as the uh, Umzinyati District Municipality. Uh, Those stakeholders supported us, especially during uh, the trials. So uh, the one million is not uh, enough, and it will never be enough, uh, uh, Tabiso. It's not even enough to prepare a, a team uh, for the world qualifiers. But we need to uh, uh, make use of what is available uh, at uh, our disposal uh, wisely uh, and, and make sure that every, spe- every cent is spent uh, uh, to, to, to benefit the boxers because uh, we are the administrators, uh, in the name of boxers. Without boxers, we, 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 we are nothing. So I mean to say it's all about making sure that whatever that is available uh, resource-wise, uh, it is bent to benefit the boxers. Okay, thanks for that update, uh, President. And I can see the reaction on social media is very positive. Yeah, people believe that you've done a lot of uh, groundwork and they want to hear more from you. So I think we're going to bring you on a regular basis just to give these updates, especially because it's Olympic year. But I think generally from what I can see here, uh, people are satisfied. Deep is saying that uh, the uh, interim president is, is has done a lot of work. I'm happy with what they have achieved so far and I wish they can stay here for a bit longer. Somebody saying that... Um, I'm hopeful that we'll see SA Boxers at the Olympic Games. It's been a while and well done on the tournament in Dundee. So thank you very much, President, and we'll catch up again soon. 
thank you very much, uh, Tabiso. But let me indicate something that we have asked. Uh, uh, we'll be having uh, our elective annual general uh, meeting according to the circulated calendar on the uh, 19th to the 21st of March 2021. Okay. Uh, that is where our uh, term of being interim committee uh, will come to an end if nothing changes in terms of uh, the the lockdown regulations. I hope we are going to go down to level one or level zero uh, 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 as we are watching uh, the stats. But thank you very much for affording us this opportunity and thank you for, for, for inviting us to your show. Thank you and thank you for being available to give us an update. Uh, the in, president of the Interim Board of Sanabo, Mr. Siawulela Mkwalo, who we were speaking to just now. Okay, progress. Do you agree? I agree there's been progress, especially if there's a tournament now preparing the boxers for the Olympic Games. So let's see what happens from then. There'll be training camps and there are trainers already appointed and coaches. So that's good. That, that, that's good to hear. And then now, let's go back to our story from last week then, where we discussed Azinga Fuzil and Nomeva going back to their trainer, Uchif Njegane. Uh, Nomeva was very happy. He left the Smith's gym. There were no problems there. But there is an issue with Azinga because Colin Nathan told us that he was under contract w- uh, with Azinga and uh, he will hold Azinga to his contractual obligations. And we actually did see the contract uh, sometime last week. And it is a two-year contract, folks. It does end in September 2022 with all the signatures that are there. So the question then is, where does this leave Rumble Africa promotions? Because they promote Azinga Fuzil. And as I mentioned earlier, they've invested a lot in Azinga, along with Colin, because they've got a good working relationship with Colin Nathan. So I'll put that, those questions to the big boss at Rumble Africa, Mr. Teres Ndutu. We, we, we have no specific reaction uh, into such news. Um, because at Rumble Africa promotions, we do understand that uh, it is boxers' right to choose any manager or trainer of his choice. So we, we were happy for Azinga for his decision uh, to go back to Chief. However, we must be uh, clear that our job as Rumble Africa Promotion is to promote boxers. And uh, I think we're doing quite very well in that regard. Mm. So, so I'm trying to say that uh, we work with more than five managers, uh, just in East London alone. And uh, in Johannesburg, we work with more than two managers. Uh, and trainers. So we are not contracted to any manager or trainer. Uh, it is the boxer's duty and decision to choose his or, her, his or her trainer of choice. And such a decision or determination shall be respected by Rumble Africa promotions at all times. Mm. And yes. does the boxer sit with you? Do you discuss his, his, his next move if he wants to change trainers like in this case? Not at all. We were conducted by uh, Mr. Nathan uh, that uh, he had a meeting with Azinga Fuzil in uh, his uh, office. Uh, and Azinga told him that uh, he wants to leave uh, and rejoin chief. And uh, there's a offer in the table that uh, if he rejoins chief, he's going to be paid 20000 a month as a retainer uh, to him as a boxer. Therefore, he's uh, intending to leave. Uh, that's what we were told by, by Mr. Nathan. Uh, subsequently, I tried to call Azinga Fuzil uh, to get a sense of what I was told by Colin, whether it's true or not. Unfortunately, we could not talk um, uh, with Azinga as I tried to call him with no success. So we're never told by him, but by Colin uh, himself. Because uh, 
I was going to make the same point to Azinga, that uh, if he's rejoining chief, it's fine. It's his decision, and we shall support his decision uh, as a boxer. Because uh, Tabiso, even when he joined Colin, we had no role to play as Rumble Africa promotions in his decision then. It was his decision to join Colin. It was, again, his decision to leave Colin for chief. So we thought that it was important to clarify this point on how we relate with our boxers as a promotion and trainers as well. So, and, and now, what does it mean for your relationship with Azinga? Will you continue promoting Azinga? Yes, for sure. Azinga came to us and signed with us to promote him. So we have no reason to disappoint him or to be close with him. Uh, we have no choice but to support him and promote him as a boxer and make him a successful boxer in South Africa, as we have tried, Tabiso. So there's nothing to say, there's nothing to, to be close about, because we are not obligated to choose trainers or managers for him. Our duty is to promote him as a boxer. And then how confident are you that his new trainer will also be open to working with Rumble Africa Promotions? Remember, the new trainer is employed by Azinga. And, and, and the managers are employed by boxers. So I don't think that is an obligation uh, between ourselves, the promotion and chief, rather than a relationship of adults that are working together and linked by this common uh, uh, element, which is the boxer in this case. So there are no formal obligations between us and chief, but a requirement because we have a common element that links the promoter and him as a trainer, which is Azinda Fuzil in this case. So that's the only obligation. It's not about how we feel or how chief feels. So it's not about feelings. Uh, it's about the fact that there's a boxer now that links Rambula Africa promotions and chief as a trainer of that particular box. The, with the common purpose, therefore, is to make sure that the boxer succeeds. Mm-hmm. Again, I must uh, actually deal with this question of, uh, of the contract. Mm-hmm. That uh, also, our interest as Rambla for promotion is that we are promoting Azinda. We wouldn't want Tabito to be confronted by any problems of contractual disputes you know, between Azinga and Colin and the, and the new trainer. Uh-huh. So we're going to try, as a promotion, to find an amicable solution. Because, Tabi, so as per our experience, when there's a contractual dispute between the boxer and the trainer or manager, in fact, between the manager and the boxer, we know that, uh, as per our experience, it is only the boxer that suffers, not the manager, not the promotion, not the trainer, but the boxer. So if Azinga is contracted to us, that we must promote him. For sure, we must make sure that we safeguard him, we guide him properly, we make sure that he succeeds in all his um, avenues. So we're going to try and find an amicable solution. Mm. Uh, if there's a contract between Azinga, as we, as we are made to believe, that he signed a contract with Colin Nathan, uh, confirmed by BSA, that such matters must be resolved and a workable solution must be found. 
by ourselves, the Rambut Africa promotion, by Colin Nathan, by Chief, and Azinga himself. However, Azinga is a boxer and an employer in this case is going to be critical. There can be no solution if Azinga is not going to be key in us finding this uh, particular solution. So as Rambla Africa promotion are going to be next to him in trying to resolve this matter and finding a solution uh, in terms of resolving this contractual dispute. Are you disappointed with how it's played out, this contractual dispute with Colin saying that he's going to hold Azinga to the contract? And as someone who's worked with Colin, are you aware of this contract? I, I've clarified this point in some platforms that uh, Colin is our trusted ally. He's, a, he's an international advisor of Rambla Africa Promotions. We are happy with him. We are happy with his work. He's a good friend of, uh, of, uh, of the promotion. Um, we know him as a genuine manager who is not malicious in his, uh, in his business. So we cannot believe that uh, there's any malice uh, in his allegations and demands that there's a contract between himself and uh, Azinga Fuzi. And it's a matter of two people, the, the boxer and the manager, which signed a contract together in our absence. Well, remember, there's no obligation that we must be present when such a contract is signed between the boxer and the, and the manager. So there's no way that we can be disappointed or impressed because it's a matter involving two people. Our duty and responsibility is to find an amicable and workable solution instead of being disappointed by any of the parties that are involved. Have you had a word with Chief about this latest move of Azinga? Are you still going to speak to him so that he knows where you, sta- where you stand? We currently are preparing for the elimination of uh, the IPF uh, elimination bout. Uh, we're working on it uh, uh, as Rambla Africa promotion, working with Colin Nathan. For sure, us moving forward, we're going to talk to Azinga and, uh, and his trainer, uh, in terms of making sure that uh, this bout, in this part, bout was successful. So we're going to talk to Azinga, we're going to talk to his trainer, to his trainer. As we talk to all the trainers, tradition, uh, we talk to many trainers, whether in Cape Town, Jobeg, East London. So even Chief is not uh, special. We're going to talk to him as a trainer of Azinga Fuzi. So there's, there's no issue. Remember, I said we don't choose trainers and managers for boxers. So, so we can't say, ah, it's wrong to choose this trainer, therefore I'm not going to talk to this trainer. It's, it's wrong for you to choose this manager or that manager, therefore we can't talk to this manager. So there's no such a thing at Rambler Fair Promotion. We talk to all trainers, we talk to all managers, we talk to all our boxers. And I must as well uh, put it uh, across that uh, we are dealing with boxers. So such issues are not new to us. Every day... This boxer changes this trainer or manager. He goes to this other manager. So it's a day-to-day thing to us. It's not a new thing. Mm. And just to confirm, how long is your contract with Azinga? It's a PSA contract. PSA contract is a, it's a year. It's, it's a, a year. year. So yeah, it's not more than a year. It's a year. Okay. Uh, we just signed. Uh, we just signed uh, this month. Last month, it's April now. We, we signed uh, uh, in January. So ending next year, January. Mm. And even there, we never called him. We said, uh, we made an announcement that we are 
signing contracts for all the boxers who are interested to resign with us. Then as Azinga came and other boxers came, like Nonzinga and others. Mm. So we, we really don't scout boxers. We, we, we work with boxers. We, we make sure that they are successful. We take them very seriously. The last question is that there are rumors that other promoters are sniffing around here now that Azinga has made a move. Are you aware of that? I am not aware. I am not even bothered by that. Um, I have a contract with Azinga. If Azinga is not happy with our plans and our contract, it is right to come and sit down with us and say, I'm not happy with your route. I don't think that you are taking me forward. So I'm not bothered. My uh, boxer is Azinga. I'm contract. We have a contract with Azinga. If there's any problem with such a contract and how we work with him, Azinga shall come and sit down with us, as we always do. Okay, great. Thanks, Mr. Ntutu. Thanks for your time. And uh, I think I must make this point, uh, Tabis. Yes, go ahead. You know, I, I'm just hoping now that uh, Azinga is very good chief and they're in good terms. Mm. Uh, this matter about Rumble Africa being involved when Azinga left uh, for Jobek could be at least clarified and put to bed. How I wish that uh, this matter can be finalized and be clarified. How I wish that chief can have a talk with Azinga, a friend talk as to what happened when you left me initially. Was Rumble Africa involved when you went to Jobek to call him Nathan or not? So that as we move forward, Tabi, so we don't you know, be confronted by the same problems and the same allegations as we move forward. So I think that is going to be important as well. How would you describe your relationship with Chief at the moment? (laughs) Uh, Chief, no, 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 no. We had uh, up and down. Uh, There were allegations made by him against uh, our promotion, which were very upsetting and unfortunate. Um, but um, as I, I've made this point to you, that I, how I wish that this matter could be clarified by Chief himself and Azinga. Because they are happy now, Tabi, so remember. Mm. So they can talk and talk and talk, and, and you can ask this question. Ugoti, what happened when you left? Was the terrorist or non-person or Rumble Africa promotions involved in taking you to Jobek? And then come back to SAFM and say, what I said... I was proven to be right because now that I'm back with Azinga, Azinga has confirmed with me that indeed I was right. Azinga was taken to Jopek by terrorists, Nongpesana, or Rambul Africa promotion. That's the point that I'm making because this will help us to repeat whatever the conflict or the relationship we had with Chief. So we have no personal issues with Chief. I know him personally and in other platforms or caps. Uh, so there's no, there's no animosity. Because I thought that those allegations were just unfortunate, uh, informed by the emotions of the day or the time.
Okay, so there you have it then. That is the official response from Rumble Africa Promotions about where they stand in this matter of Azinga Fuzile, Colin Nathan, as well as Chief Njekanya. Interesting about the relationship with the, the trainer chief there um, with the Rumble Africa Promotions. But clearly Rumble Africa doesn't want to get involved in the mess. They just want what's best for the boxer. And hopefully what's best for the boxer will prevail. But as somebody said last week, if you've signed a contract, you have to honor your contract. You can't just get out of your contract contract because you just want to get out of it and maybe next week we should have a discussion actually about contracts and how do these contracts work and uh, what's the role of a trainer manager who gets what andre taser you must come on the show next week and explain to us uh, who gets what here and who works for who between the boxer and the manager and the trainer i think that's a discussion for next week by the way you mentioned that they're busy with an eliminator i know there's one person that's been tweeting us every day to say please bring us the special one so we're going to try and invite the special want to talk about his eliminator the ibf junior flyweight eliminator i can't figure out if he's gonna fight uh, rodriguez the mexican or the other or the other guy that they call the bomb i forget his real name but they call him the bomb so maybe we'll get clarity then from musive and his team and uh, next week on the show but we'll bring him on because there's one person that's twitter twitter us so many times that i think ooh, the special one will bring him because they they rate him highly they've compared him to welcome nita i've seen the talk on him da el in the group there i've seen him fight against ceo uh, I think he knocked him out in the ninth or the tenth there. Yeah, he's got something. The special one. No wonder they call him the special one. So we'll hear more from him hopefully next week if he's available to speak to us. But we're going to have to leave it there now. The team news are not out yet, so do catch the SABC3. I'm going there shortly. We'll be live at 9.15. Leicester against Brighton in the FA Cup. And on SABC1 at 10, Thomas Mlambo will bring you the game between Everton and Tottenham.